Around this time last year, we sat down and made several predictions of what we thought would happen in 2020. Oh my God, it was so adorable how wrong and optimistic we were. We'll tell you what we got right, very few things, and what we got wrong, a whole lot of things, next on Access Loop. Thanks for joining us. My name is David Mann, and joining me today is Brooke Timmons. Hi, hi. And Chris Larson. Hey, hey. Access Louisville is a weekly podcast from Louisville Business First. Each week, we bring you the latest news and the sharpest opinions on the city we love, Louisville, Kentucky. But before we do that, I'm going to start this show the way I always do, with a difficult question for our panel. So, guys, we had this uh, story on LouisvilleBusinessFirst.com this week about Papa John's finally introducing a stuffed crust pizza. Um, they had they previously not done many menu innovations with their uh, original crust, so they were you know, putting cheese in the in the crust, uh, which I think Pizza Hut did in like 1990 or something. Um, anyway. It started me thinking about what some favorite pizza gimmicks are. Uh, and I'm older than you two, so you probably don't remember half this stuff. But uh, I remember this thing called the Bigfoot Pizza, which was from Pizza Hut. It's like a square pizza. And then like a few years ago, Pizza Hut had this like pizza box, which was like, it was like a dresser drawer. You had like three different drawers that you could pull pizza out of, which I thought was pretty funny. And then uh, more recently, I'll say the Shakaroni, which we've talked about before. That is a big pizza from uh, Papa John's that, uh, you know, uh, Shaq endorsed. So that was the Shakaroni. So anyway, any favorite pizza gimmicks out there? Chris, I'm going to start with you. I bet you're, you're a pizza gimmick kind of guy. I well yeah I try to you be tried the uh, but my kids don't do the pizza gimmick so much like I put it I remember putting a slice of stuffed crust in front of my son and he ate it but when he got to the crust like he felt so deeply betrayed that it wasn't just regular crust that there was something hidden in there even though it was cheese and he kind of likes cheese wow. but the betrayal was just it was just too much he, he, he couldn't handle it that's funny because I would that think makes it would me be sad surprise cheese is not a betrayal <laughs> Uh, I mean, he's, he's it's a betrayal poor. when I mean, you, you don't give. Do? Yes, yeah. well, I think kids like, are just like that. I guess. Um, yeah, they don't yeah, want surprises like, with it. I like the I like stuff you know stuff crusts sometimes, but then like there's just some times where it's just you know I had cheese all the way up to this point. Like I need something that's just not cheese. It's kind of like a kind of like a pizza palate cleanser. To eat the crust. No, you're wrong. But that's okay. <laughs> okay, that's okay. We can be friends. Funny aside, Donald Trump uh, did a Pizza Hut commercial where they, when they first introduced stuffed crust, and it was him and his, uh, I think his past wife, um, and uh, and they were eating the pizza backwards because that was like the advertising campaign oh, that Pizza yeah. Hut came out with. So if you ever want to see our uh, our president of the United States, uh, you know, in an old silly commercial back back uh, back then, so uh, it was in like '92 or something. So uh, so you could you could uh, look that up on uh, YouTube. Found it pretty easy. I think it's gotten a lot of views over over his presidency, um, just because it's kind of silly. Um, uh, Brooke, how about you? 
Um, well, first of all, I loved the stuffed crust pizza, but my mom was no fun and she would never let us order stuffed crust pizza. Um, so there's that. Uh, and then also my favorite pizza thing from back in the day was Book It. Did you all ever oh, do Book course. It? Yes. Like, it's come the only on. reason like, I read as a child. Same, right? <laughs> it was like, read a book, get a pizza. Like the end outcome was what we were doing it for. Yeah, so exactly. The personal pan pizzas were amazing back in the day. I don't think they're very good. Right, yeah. No, so Book It. Yeah, that's my favorite pizza, uh, pizza promo gimmick. from Pizza Gimmick. One time when I was, uh, back when I was restaurant reporter, I think, um, I was, um, I covered this Pizza Hut release of a hot dog pizza. So basically it's not what you think. There's not hot dogs on the pizza. It's just as gross though. Um, it was, uh, pizza and then the crust was pigs in a blanket. So it was like some like, uh, little hot dogs wrapped in, uh, in, in, pizza crust making pigs in a blanket which looked awful and it was so awful i think that's why i did the story i was like you can't no one can see my face right now well you two can but mm, that does not sound delightful there's a face being made right now yes yeah i really think that they should they should bring back book it though think about all like the millennials who have kids now who would just be like do it everybody still talks about it so i assumed it was still going on Oh, is it still a thing? Maybe I will Google it right now. I don't know. Christy, you know? I have, I have no Pizza idea. Hut. If you're, is, Pizza uh, Hut marketing executives, I know amazing. you're listening. Oh, it's Bring still a thing. Back. It's still a thing. I found it on Google. Market it better. <laughs> market it better. Well, they market it to kids. That's why you don't see it anymore. <laughs> so predictions. Changing the topic a little bit. Um, we made a lot of predictions last year uh, on a podcast around this time of year. It's like right before the end of the year. Um, and uh, I thought I had a fun time going back and listening to it. It was like episode 32. If you're a super fan and want to go listen to it. But uh, we were so naive. None of us picked earth shattering global pandemic uh, <laughs> as, as something that would happen in 2020. What else has happened this year? Oh, yeah. The uh, global economic downturn. Yeah. uh, Protests and and calls for racial justice, a global economic downturn. None of us called that. So, wow, what a what a group. Wow. We were so bad at this. (laughs) I know. But it was so fun to listen to. We were so sweet. Like, (laughs) oh, you poor naive souls. (laughs) That's what I thought. I was like, oh, oh, you think I prefer Ernest. I think Ernest is a better word. Yeah. You think we're going to be. Fine, that's cute. (laughs) (laughs) And the podcast sounded better back then because we had a studio and microphones, and now we do it on Zoom. Oh uh, yeah, I remember when I used to see you all in person. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, used to actually sit around a table and have a round table discussion because the table was round. I'm about to blow your minds, but we are like three months away from having not seen each other in a year. Whole year. Yes. That, and That's, like, I went to the office the other day and like went into the podcast room and like special music played in my head. I was like, oh, <laughs> memories. <laughs> like the but, full house music or something? Or? Yeah. Or wait, who was, <laughs> yeah, spe- yeah full house always Cheers, had, yeah. had special music when, you know, I always, at the end of the show. At the end of the show, I always called it the let's learn a lesson music. And it would be when like the dad, Danny Tanner would come in and be like, 
Oh, DJ, Michelle? this is why you don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. um, yeah, I called it the special mom of music, and they did it like every show. But I had that kind of going on when I was uh, uh, when I was in there. Um, so let's see here. So getting into our predictions, you know, obviously we made a lot of local predictions, so we probably wouldn't have predicted global pandemic anyway. But uh, uh, I'll just start us off here. Uh, I made the first prediction. And I predicted that the one park uh, project would uh, end up in court, which I talked to Marty, our, uh, our commercial real estate reporter who's on the show a lot. Uh, and he said that did not happen. Basically, they had a period where they could file a lawsuit uh, and that didn't happen. So my new theory is the whole pandemic thing was cooked up to uh, get people distracted so they wouldn't file a lawsuit on the one park project. There's your new conspiracy theory. Take that one. But um, where's the tinfoil? Yes, <laughs> I can't wear a tinfoil hat. Um, no, nah, but I'm I'm kidding. Of course, uh, that that did not end up in court, and I was very sure it would. So, uh, uh, no points on the board yet. Uh, Chris Larson, you made the next prediction. Someone will pick up the passport property in West Louisville and develop it. Uh, so, Chris, uh, did that happen? No, and so. I'm actually just I'm 0 for 2 just on this one prediction because there's two parts to it. The first one was that, you know, someone would, would buy the property and then develop it. Uh, a Long, Long Beach, California-based Molina Healthcare has acquired Passport since, you know, the since last year's predictions. Mm -hmm. And the deal to acquire that real estate is a completely separate deal from the business deal, from the business mm -hmm. acquisition. And Molina said straight up that they really weren't interested in being developers, but they would commit to being a, what they described as a medium term tenant, um, at least in their public communications. And as far as I know, there hasn't been a, a sale or a transfer from uh, Passport's historic corporation. Um, I mean, there's lots of ways that you can mask these kind of, you know, uh, real estate uh, transactions but sure. as far as i know there hasn't been a sale and there sure as heck hasn't been any development out there it's still just yeah. the shell of the uh, hq building that was supposed to go up but stopped suddenly at the beginning of gosh was it the beginning of this year i think it was yeah, no, yeah. it was it's at the beginning of some year at this point my recollection of time is absolutely destroyed because yeah i was like time is time oh has, it might have been has no meaning anymore yeah time has no meaning um well um yeah i think we called it the saddest parking lot in louisville and um i don't know <laughs> now because there are many more sad parking lots now but, <laughs> uh, but uh yeah it's still sitting there still a shell uh last time i was over that way probably a few months a few months ago at least uh nothing was taking place there so um you know sadly i think uh you had a, at least a positive uh prediction but nothing no no ground on that one so uh hopefully we see something in the new year we won't get into making predictions for the new year yet we'll do that next week or two one of the two have we learned our lesson oh no we never learn oh absolutely no, for we sure. do stupid things all the time that's all we do um brooke now i don't know how to evaluate this one but you suggested a leadership shakeup would take place at gli on the heels of uh Sarah Davisher Wisdom becoming their um, their CEO. 
I don't know that there's been a huge leadership shake up there. I'm sure there's been some personnel changes, but I will say that, uh, wow, what a first year for, uh, for Sarah <laughs> to take right. over that, uh, to take over that organization. Welcome to your new job. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when Kit Euler was running it, it was like everything was going well. I wouldn't want to say that because he did kind of lead him out of like uh, some turbulent stuff when he first took over. But the way he left, it was like everything was going fine in the economy in Louisville. And now the economy in Louisville is completely, <laughs> just, uh, I don't even know what's going on. I mean, obviously, um, downtown is, has suffered tremendously. GLI has been trying to um, be a voice and a leader on, uh, mm-hmm. on getting downtown back open. Sarah Devisher Wisdom has uh, put out statements, you know, she proclaimed it was time to take the boards down. Uh, which some people did take the boards down. Uh, and since then, there's been more vandalism and broken windows since those boards came down. Uh, so it's still, you know, I don't, I don't want to dog on downtown. I'm a big supporter of it. Uh, but it's still, there's, you know, transition there because downtown's still a very empty place. Uh, with COVID, all the, you know, the hotels are empty. There's no, um, there's no conventions. There's no office workers. And downtown's just a very different place than it was last year. So. Yeah, every day feels like a Saturday in downtown. Yeah, like a Saturday in the dead of winter. Like honestly, <laughs> yeah. Okay, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's strange being down there. Um, it's just uh, there's no there's it's just not humming with life the way it used to. I had to go into the office uh, a couple of weeks ago to do some proofing for our book of lists and. Uh, I decided to park in my parking spot in the garage and um, I pulled up to the garage and I was like, wait, I forgot how to get in. Wait, where's my, do I have my little sticker thing to like scan? It was just you know, so weird. Something that was an everyday, just like almost reaction that when I pulled up to the garage, I was like, wait, I have to think about this for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. So I went and parked, I park in the same garage as you now. Um, and I went in there and um there were cars but i didn't see another soul that was what was weird and like all the way walking from our garage to um to our building which is about a block um i saw one person like on the sidewalk <laughs> because that's just how empty it is and like yeah. it's weird because it used to be when i walked around downtown i didn't say hi to everyone i passed because there was too many people and i would be going down the street going hello hello Hello. But, mm-hmm. uh, but out here where I live in the suburbs, you know, if I see somebody walking down the street and I'll pass and I'll say, hello, because there's not, because you're like oh, another human. Hi. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it was like, I was walking downtown and I saw a, another guy walking downtown and passing on the side. I was like, hello. And I was like, I don't usually do that, but there's so many, there's like so few people here. I just felt yeah. obligated to like acknowledge that, hey, we're the only two people in this, this whole place. <laughs> so, uh, but, uh, and he was very polite, said hello back. But uh, anyway, uh, let's see here. This show is more depressing than I imagined. Well, um, I mean, 2020. <laughs> yeah, we are. We are. Okay, so I can't tell on this one. Zach Owens, former uh, business firster, he's now with um, Spectrum. Uh, predicted that Smoketown and Shelby Park will become the next it neighborhoods, um, which I think is, I think that's probably still a good prediction. I think they I will agree. become it neighborhoods, but I, I don't know if 
um, like COVID didn't stop the real estate market. Like uh, no. housing prices are still high. And I would imagine that uh, Shelby Park uh, and, uh, and Smoketown are, are still very hot places to, to buy property. I uh, agree. I think that, that uh, COVID probably slowed down some maybe development things that were going to mm-hmm. happen in those areas. But um, I think and everything like else restaurants is... that could have opened in those areas. And... Ex- exactly. Although a few have still opened. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I think that I think the area is still primed, especially with all the stuff that's happening in Paris town. And then you've got still development happening in Germantown. The, all those neighborhoods kind of like bleed together. And mm-hmm. I think that it's just a matter of time for and that town and Shelby redevelopment Park. of the government, uh, the former government center on Barrett, that's being redeveloped in the, in the mixed use. And that's kind of right there too. So I think that'll be a catalyst. So I would say that Zach was probably just a year early on that. And he would have been right if it wasn't for COVID. So, right. I don't know. A lot of things would have been right if it wasn't for COVID. <laughs> so, so is that a tie? Not really a win, not really a loss for us. All right, so yeah, are we keeping score here? That's one thing no, I guess I should ask. I'm just trying okay. to think of whether or not. I'll give, uh, all right, so let's let's go back here. One park, I was wrong, so no points awarded. Um, Chris, you were wrong on uh, Passport, no points awarded. Brooke, I, I'm going to give you a half a point there on the leadership fair. I think pickup that's fair. Aquila, And I'll give uh, Zach Owens half a point on the, uh, on the, uh, the Smokedown neighborhood. And this is another one from Zach. Um, the uh, the other shoe will drop on U of L basketball sanctions. He's wrong on that. I think that hasn't happened yet, right? Um, Marty has been writing on the U of L basketball sanctions instead of Chris. But uh, <laughs> um, but last we heard, uh, they are still uh, negotiating. I guess they're still in the fact finding part of it with the NCAA. Um, and uh, it doesn't sound like it's going well because U of L filed. Like basically, the NCAA um, took the accusations from the FBI and made it into their own. Hey, we need to talk about this sanction kind of thing. And there has been a response to that, but it doesn't sound they have not like the shoe hasn't dropped on what the NCAA is going to do to U of L as a result of that FBI investigation i think for 2018 involving um recruiting of athletes and uh their involvement with adidas um i'm sure every cards fan knows what i'm talking about uh in that that regard it's been a a big story for a couple of years so uh so i won't give uh i won't give zach any points on that so right now we got a tie between brooke and uh and zach with half a point really Really uh, rocking and rolling on this one. (laughs) Um, Yeah, tight game. Uh, Chris, you were wrong on this one. Uh, The Baltimore Ravens will win the Super Bowl. Baltimore went pretty far, though, right? Yeah, uh, man. Uh, The Chiefs won. They, they did. I mean, I was I was betting on the wrong young, super athletic quarterback. Yeah, Um, you yeah you were talking about Lamar Jackson, Ravens. Yeah, I mean, I think. Like, I think that Lamar Jackson, unlike most rookies in the NFL, most rookies in the NFL struggle. This is just kind of a fact, especially quarterbacks. But he, like, has proven well more than, you know, could have been expected, like, beyond, you know, what you typically would expect out of a rookie quarterback. Uh, So, yeah, it didn't quite make it. But, man, I think Lamar Jackson's got a lot of good years ahead of him. So that that prediction will, will be true one of these years for sure. Okay, here's another one that I made. 
um, the apartment boom will slow down. And I kind of said, I kind of cited Marty on that, but I'm going to go ahead and take responsibility for it. Um, the apartment boom didn't slow down. In fact, it really sped up. It seemed like, um, I think there was more demand for affordable housing. So we just continued to see more and more apartment developments. Um, I do think that there is going to be a slowdown at some point. Um, in the, I know that they're still building luxury apartments though. I mean, like, don't yeah. get me wrong. There's still really There's still expensive apartments out there. Um, but I actually just um, designed a cover story for our Atlanta paper where we um, kind of looked at how they were stopping the high-rise apartments, which would have been like the luxury apartments in their downtown area, how that's slowing and it's really diversifying into the suburbs. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's happening here too. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of more of the suburb apartments that are happening out, out and about. Okay, this one's good. And I think Brooke gets a, gets a full point for this one. Uh, John Schnatter will make his way back in the news. Um, and he definitely has. Um, yes, he has. <laughs> basically, John Schnatter um, has filed. Okay, everybody knows what happened to John Schnatter. Basically, he was accused of using a uh, racial slur during a uh, conference call. And um, he has filed a lawsuit since then. Like after that happened, he stepped down as uh, chairman and he felt like he was kind of railroaded out of the company after that. He has since filed a lawsuit alleging that there was a conspiracy uh, by the the folks on the conference call to try and um, take him down as a result of some, uh, uh, I guess, politics between them. Um, And, and he is kind of, he's hired the former director, uh, former FBI director to uh, do an investigation, call character witnesses, and he's, he's been putting a lot of that out. Uh, actually, um, we, we've been trying to get him to come on our show, and there had, he has, well, at least his, uh, his PR man has uh, expressed that that could possibly happen, so we're, we're excited if that happens, but... Um, but, John, if you're listening, come talk with us. Yeah, like, like we will definitely, um, we'll definitely have him on the show to kind of explain this, and he'll do a better job than I will. Um, but, uh, but yeah, he has definitely been back in the news, uh, so I think that's a that's a gimme. Now, Brooke, you had some pretty uh, sexy predictions here. You said maybe a book deal, uh, which I and, still think would be great. Yes, I think that book would sell. Uh, a new job, like a new executive uh, position at a restaurant, uh, or possibly a new business. And I think it would be interesting to see any of those things out of John Schnatter. And I wonder, like I, every time someone says, do you have a question for John Schnatter? Um, it, that's the question. Like, what are you going to do next? Like, are you going to start a new business? Do you want a big business or do you want a small one? Because he was always about entrepreneurship i mean like he preached it so much um that uh that i would wonder if if he has another idea for business and if it's if he sees it as something that he can make as big as papa john's um or if he or if he would want something like a small restaurant uh or something that's totally unrelated so yeah i would love to know what John well and we don't know maybe he could have had plans for something like that in the works for 2020 and then what happened in 2020 slowed things down I don't mm-hmm. know yeah um but he did have Calistoga Grill there for a while I was gonna which say was like he a, had a small restaurant yeah he did have a small restaurant so um you know I don't think it's um you know totally out of 
out at, in coming from left field for him to do something like that. Yeah. Where and when was Calistoga Field? Cal- Calistoga Grill? Uh, Grill. Grill, I think. Cal- <laughs> I just remember Calistoga. I can't remember. Um, I want to say probably like 2007-ish, okay. something like that. Maybe, maybe later than that. I don't remember. I lived in Louisville, but I uh, wasn't paying attention to who owned what. Maybe, um, maybe 2010. I don't know. Yeah. Good times. All right. Moving along here. Let's see. Uh, we'll get a resolution on Top Golf. Brooke also said Top Golf will not happen. Well, I've got breaking news for everyone. Um, as we record in this, Marty was going to be on the show today, but he couldn't because he just heard that the uh, lower court has affirmed, or excuse me, the Kentucky Court of Appeals had affirmed a ruling of a lower court that will allow uh, Top Golf to build one of their uh, 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 Top Golf facilities uh, here in Louisville. Um, they were looking at the former Oxmoor Center. I suppose that that's where they're still, or not the former Oxmoor Center. Uh, and they were looking at Oxmoor Center in a former Sears building. Um, and uh, I suppose they are still looking at that. Basically, the the prediction was that we would have a resolution in it. Uh, and, uh, and we did, um, you know, just today, <laughs> just under the wire. So, um, congrats to Brooke on a prediction there. You did say that it wouldn't happen after I pressed you on it a little bit, but, um, hey, it still hasn't It still happened. isn't there. It's so, like, are you swinging I'm, golf clubs and drinking giant beer right now? No. no. I mean, I was going to right <laughs> after this out in my backyard in a, uh, a ritual my neighbors uh, really hate. But uh, no, I'm just kidding. You shine lights in the backyard. Play some loud music, David. Yeah. Uh, I hear a band. I'm going to park a Camaro on the grass and uh, play <laughs> a bunch of uh, hair metal out of it and uh, drink beer, drink Bud Light, and, uh, and shoot golf balls. That's that's my afternoon. So do I get the full point on that? Yes, I think so. Because there was a resolution and it didn't happen. <laughs> so how many points do you got now? You had the John Snodder Two and one. a half points. Yeah, two and a half yeah. points. You were going to win this competition. Um, let's see. Because I, I don't think I have. I know I get one point in here. Barely. Uh, let's see. Barely. Barely, yes. Okay, this was so cute. The Butchertown Soccer Stadium will go over big. <laughs> I'm like, what does that mean? Also, I wouldn't call it big. Uh, the Butchertown Soccer Stadium did open uh, in April, and I'm sure the fans that attended thought it was pretty cool, um, but uh, obviously didn't go over big because uh, they had to well, – they had to push it back. Wait, I misspoke. It was right. in April. It was July. Uh, they right. were going to open in April, and they pushed it back till July. They had some attendance at soccer games there this year, but it was muted. So I would not say that it went over big. Um, right, but I think you would have been right had you know everything that happened in 2020 right. not happened. I mean, like you know, I haven't made my way to a game you know, right. since all of this has happened, but I would have been there. I would have been in the stands and cheering and having a great time. So in my 2020, 2019 former life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I definitely think that um, you would have been right. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, of course. Uh, lots would have been different. But, uh, but yeah, it didn't go over big, but it did get open. And I think the fans that were there probably had a great time. Um, let's see. One last prediction. Let's see if we can get through this. We're going to get through this together. Uh, I predicted that the horse that crosses the finish line first will win the Kentucky Derby. Oh, and you were almost wrong about that. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously I made that in reference to the previous derby where the, uh, that didn't happen because of a, a, a rule, a technicality. Um, and so I made that prediction and uh, I was right. I guess I did get that one. So one point for me, um, but, uh, but it almost didn't happen. <laughs> like it, Almost got canceled in May, but then they pushed it back uh, to September, and there was still some worry about whether or not it would happen. Uh, but it did happen, and the, I was correct. The horse that crossed the finish line first uh, did win the Kentucky Derby. So I'll give myself one point on that, and I think uh, Brooke wins the competition here, if uh, if indeed it was a competition. Brooke's like, hell yeah, it was a competition. Yeah, it uh, was a competition, and I beat all of you. Just kidding. <laughs> yes. Fine, it, fine. Uh, she had 2.5 points, and uh, I had one. And uh, Chris, did we get you one? No, no I don't think we did. Nope. You no, made some solid predictions, but uh, yeah, man. Um, what what a year. Who could have predicted that? Um, I did. I wish we had some kind of trophy for you. Um, <laughs> to work on that, maybe. But uh, anyway, that is our entire show this week. We'll, uh, we'll come back probably uh, the week after next and give some predictions for 2021. Uh, and I'll try and have Chris and Brooke on there if schedules work and uh, try and have somebody else on there too. Um, and uh, I'll, before we go, I'll let you guys uh, uh, share your social media handles so people can find you online and uh, say hello. And uh, Chris, I'll start with you. Yep. You can find me on Twitter at Chris, And you can also find me on LinkedIn. Just search my name, Chris Larson, and I'm the guy wearing the black button down shirt. All right. And Brooke? Oh, descriptive. <laughs> There's a lot um, of Chris Larsons. <laughs> um, you can find me on Instagram at, at btimmons26. Um, come stop by, say hi, watch some stories about me cooking food and my dog. And uh, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, I don't chat there, but you can find me there. It's um, at Brooke. I almost forgot my handle. Um, anyways. <laughs> so, You're not even Brooke anymore. I know. We need to change like that. I need to be like ACBJ Brooke. Um, I'm national now. <laughs> uh, let's see. You can find me on Twitter at David. Also on Instagram uh, at dman3001, but I don't post that much, so I better get on that. Um, and also LinkedIn, um, I'm on there as well. Uh, so that's it. If you uh, like what you hear, please consider uh, subscribing or following the Access Louisville podcast on popular services such as Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, and Radio Public. Thank you very much, Chris and Brooke, and thank you guys for listening at home and for putting up with our terrible predictions. Uh, We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.